back to another episode of the Low Key Alignment Podcast. My name is Dana. And I'm Alani. And we're just so happy to be back with y'all. Whether you're watching us on YouTube, whether you tuned in to wherever you stream your podcast, we're just so happy to be back with y'all. Hey, y'all. I don't know if y'all watched the girl on TikTok. We'll be eating the good chicken and stuff. She'd be like, hey, y'all. So, how are y'all? We're so happy to have you guys back listening to us. It's been a little teeny break. We got a lot of love on our previous episode, so I'm glad everybody's been enjoying that. We'll do a part two maybe soon, start new things if we try anything else, but... So yeah, let's check in. How you doing? I'm great. I'm I'm really good. Okay. I mean, life is good. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say I don't know if any of our listeners or watchers, viewers are feeling it too, but it's definitely like a do or die time. For sure. I think the energy is a little thicker lately and it's a little more you got to be about your business and make some decisions and like make some changes growth mm-hmm. i'm i welcome it all it is a different type of energy and you know every day has been kind of like an emotional ebb and flow yeah. but overall of course everything's always great but it's good to just be honest about like how you're feeling but today sure. mood is is really up up yeah. and good yeah and touching on like you said like being about your business do it that time like we was talking about off camera before you know if you're into astrology if you're not just so you know virgo is currently in mars so it's time to be organized it's time to be planning yeah get on your zoom at 10. so if you felt an energy like i need to organize my house i need to get my finances or in order or you're somehow feeling like drawn to completing some type of a project that you've yeah. been procrastinating on that is us being made of the same energy of the universe we're all connected and that influences you so if you're feeling that that's probably why and also venus is about to go on retrograde so all your relationships will be tested okay and it'll by the end of this venus retrograde you'll have a lot of clarity around what roles each of your relationships in your life are supposed to play what your new goals in your relationship are and what self-love you need for yourself because it's venus retrograde and leo so that's about self as well mm-hmm. and love of self and self-love yeah. so it's all, a lot of different things it's going on, on in the planets right in now. our astrological forecast yes. okay? okay so dress warm you know how they do the weather yeah. <laughs> put your coats on guys because it's gonna get a little Bring wet outside yeah <laughs> We're ready though. We're riding it. We're right. We're, we're ready. Get to the thick of it. Like we just ready, okay? I'm freaking sick of it. <laughs> so how have you been? Girl, I've been doing really good lately. I feel like I have been going through the ebbs and flows um, emotionally. Just when you, I guess, just taking a lot of time and like really reflecting about life and like the quality of life and like how I want my life to be. Mm, me too. So really, just trying to get a lot more organized with a lot of different things, you know, finances, traveling, day-to-day tasks, life, just everything in general. Yep. And I just feel like, oh, it's been, um, I guess, a trying time in a sense of mm-hmm. like just feeling different emotions and just trying to learn how to feel them and process through them and just how to move forward and like, yep. just move accordingly. Yep. But yeah, it's all a part of life. It is. It's almost like nothing's wrong, Yeah. but it's like you want to be able to talk more openly about when things aren't just 
just it's the best day yeah. of my life there's nothing wrong but it's like you're preoccupied mm-hmm. and you're in this process of doing something it's like training for something exactly it's not someone training for something doesn't always have a huge smile plastered across their okay. face even though they may be happy with what they're doing yeah like every day you don't want to get up and just go do it and yeah go, just go for it Sometimes i think so much yeah, yeah. Like you just want to just exist yep not have to worry about anything not have to think about anything but overall i've been doing really great um feeling good being very active you know just living life awesome and i'm really excited because i feel like for next year right now i have a lot of things in the in the works that next year will come to complete fruition and a complete cycle of completion and unearth and like open up this new chapter that I feel like I've prepped 10 years exactly. to do. Yeah. And I'm just so excited about that. That brings me so much inner peace and happiness. I love it. So we're just, everything's coming, you guys. Like, y'all feel it. We feel it. Life is good. Buckle up. Hold on. And hopefully yeah. something that we talk about today resonates with you and can inspire you to start on something that you've been procrastinating about or make that shift. Yeah. Don't let fear run the show. Exactly. Or even if it's just finishing something that you have already started like just finding the motivation to really do it it's like we said earlier it's do it that time y'all it is like it's time to just do it complete it and figure out what that thing has to bring you to next for sure so we had a few like things come up sometimes we take from like what's going on in our environment Mm -hmm. and move it on there but before we get there we wanted to talk a a little bit about finances and our relationship with money and healing we're both on a healing journey healing our relationship with money yes and healing is not a free process like it's it's an ugly process it sure is but it's worth it just like if you have a scab scabs are disgusting but then it like goes away and then you might be left with a little scar like consumer debt that's my scar (laughs) and i just been working on healing my relationship with money and understanding i don't know if any of you the listeners can relate i think it's pretty universal i was about to say i don't think we have no bill gates listeners so i'm sure right there's something even if it's not the same across the board there's something with money that we can all be like okay let me take sure like for me i just saw money i wasn't in control of my money like money was coming in but it's like i didn't want to look at my account i didn't want to be accountable for my money i didn't want to be responsible with my money i didn't want anything to do with my money other than spending it it was like how fast can i get this money out of my account to spend on frivolous things it's actually ridiculous i was being very irresponsible with my credit cards Mm -hmm. and now i just have such a greater better understanding of how i'm gonna manage those things moving forward and i am doing something right now to pay off um my credit card debt i mean it's not like twenty five thousand dollars or anything (laughs) but i'm just paying it off and just being smarter and a better steward over my money and yeah zero based budgeting and it's been so so fun it really has yeah awesome and it's funny because in a lot of ways alani and i parallel and it's never like oh girl we should do this intentional yeah or it's never like oh i think i want to do this it's like you know i should do it too it's like we're both just kind of living our own lives and then we just so happen to talk about it. And it's like, oh, yeah. I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm doing that, too. I'm just like a lot when it comes to being frivolous. Or not frivolous. 
Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm frivolous, but you ain't frivolous. <laughs> but be at Marshall's. Come on. I'm telling you, reckless with the spending, did not care. My mindset was spend a check, get it right back. Okay? Yeah. Like, get and yeah. just, like, not really budgeting and not really just planning with money. Just being like, oh, okay. I got money. And to not do. wanting to. Yeah. And feeling like, oh, that's a waste of my time. Or that's what boring people do. Or, like, and I think it yeah. comes with becoming a little more responsible. Yeah. And, like, m- more mature around money. Yeah. Which I think that, I mean, this might be an assumption. But I do think that a lot of women struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Because of how we've been socialized. Yeah. Girls just want to have fun. Exactly. And, like, we're I marketed to. Yeah. All the clothes, makeup. I feel like women are, like, some of the biggest consumers yeah. in oh, this country sure. hair makeup nails yeah like like thinking that you have to buy beauty yep. don't get me started Let's you don't not. have to buy anything to be beautiful you don't you need to purchase beauty but they're selling it to yeah. us like it's something you can buy exactly and it's not Mm-mm. Mm-mm. but yeah so now i'm on a healing journey as well i've been writing out budgets and it just makes you happy like to really shift your mindset and really focus on like trying to build a better life for yourself right and really just set yourself up for future success definitely and i'm no financial guru but i mean this is the podcast i'm like i'll go ahead and share a few things that i've done that were actually something i did Mm -hmm. so before i knew i wanted a budget i would just always like paper and pen write something down it just never conceptualized Mm -hmm. it never came to life for me so i watched videos on youtube that's my thing like Teach me something. So I just started to look around and I started to just certain things came to just got revealed to me or got inspired for me to be like, okay, I want to pay off my consumer debt. So then I looked up ways, best ways to do that. And I, I saw, um, like a balance transfer. So this, everyone can't do this, but this is just what I'm, what I'm doing. So I got a credit card, that has zero interest rates for the first um, 15 months that you have the card. Mm -hmm. And you can do a balance transfer from one credit card to that card and then pay interest free free (laughs) on that um, balance on that new card and build your credit and like pay off your credit cards. So that's what I'm doing um, to pay my debt off. And then also I opened up a high yield savings account just so that I don't have money just sitting around and I can be more intentional about consistently putting money in there and then just doing my zero based budgeting of making sure that every single dollar has a role. And I think that's the biggest issue, especially for people like you and me, like, because if there's money just sitting, just like, wow, I got this money. So it almost turns into a reward system of like, wow, yep. I've been able to have this money. Now let me go spend it. And it's like on what? Yeah. I was just spending my money on like things that are just expensive mm-hmm. that I can't afford, but don't yeah, necessarily need. Yeah, like, and not even material things like a nice bag. Like I like stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I won't spend my money on it. It's very strange. It's really actually really strange. It is. Mental illness. <laughs> like I'm just going to get a $60 DoorDash meal. That's actually Girl, $15. But because you the convenience to get it delivered to my house, it's ridiculous. Who do I think I am? 
the Kardashian. Getting something <laughs> delivered. Like, I just love having something delivered to me, but healed. Yeah. Not doing that anymore. Like, you can go get the stuff. And yeah. cooking at home, too. And just being in more control. So, we want to inspire everybody listening yeah. to actually open up your account because sometimes you just don't want to see it. Yeah. And just review. Just look around and say, what can, can happen? You can change a lot in like a day. Exactly. I know for me, what I did, um, once I got paid, I wrote down like how much I made, well, how much my check was. And then I went through and um, looked at all of my bills, wrote those down. And then I calculated what that was, like subtracted it from my total and then put that away for saving. I meant for bills. Mm-hmm. And then as far as savings go, I just took out what I needed for like personal expenses, moved that to the side and then set aside however much that I want for savings. And now I'm in the process of trying to figure out like what type of savings account that I'm trying I want to put mine into. Um, I'm looking at the high yield savings that we were talking about. And then also another thing that helped me was I set aside, well no, I wrote down, made a grocery list. I'm very like type A with that type of stuff. I love a list. A mini list. But I wrote down what I um everything I I need and then I went through and wrote down the price of everything and then I set a budget for each store I went to and like and it felt good to stick to a budget or be under budget. Like it just it's rewarding. It really is. Yep. Yeah. That's the same about doing the balance transfer and like there's like a snowball method yeah, in the avalanche. avalanche. Yeah. And for me, I'm doing the snowball because I've started with my lowest balance, mm-hmm. but it already felt rewarding to make my first payment on it. Yeah. Whereas with the avalanche, you would start with the highest interest rate, mm-hmm. which my uh, like that one is supposed to be cheaper over time, yeah. Yeah. but it's so people funny. don't do it. it. Yeah, it's not as successful yeah. because. The, it takes longer to yep. pay it off. Mm-hmm. But with this one, it's like I paid on and I feel instantly like good. Yeah, like, oh, I can't wait to pay it. that exactly. off. Yep, exactly. And that's what I did to like look at credit cards and any other bills and see like what it is, like what the balance is and then start paying towards it and mm-hmm. knowing and setting a goal to get stuff paid off. Yeah. Like, good. It's honestly awareness. It is. Once you become aware of your financial situation then you can start to like live in the truth yeah, of it yeah. and do what you have to do yeah, and make changes because i was the type okay i'm gonna pay this minimal balance on this credit card me too let me, oh i got money on this card let me go swipe it real quick yes and it's like you're just continuing the cycle and it's good and yeah go ahead i was gonna say like you're not helped like you're only hurting yourself further yeah and another thing i was using my credit cards wrong and not doing mm-hmm. the simplest thing which is paying off the balance every month so now i don't use my cards because i'm in the process of paying them off but i'm going to keep them after i pay them off i'm going to use one or whatever and pay the balance every month Mm -hmm. like no letting balances roll over and just paying minimal balance that's what i did wrong me too and that was my issue because and i think i'm pretty sure a lot of us get into that mindset of thinking like oh we just got this free free money money. and it's not yeah it ain't free money you have to the the bank is gonna collect we're funding america we the whole American financial wealth is built off debt. Yes. Even with other countries. Like when they say they give say. these countries a billion dollars, they're giving them credit. Yeah. And if they don't pay up, then um, the U.S. or maybe that's a part of the deal, you get their resources. Yeah. So that's how the United States stays on top because yeah. they keep other countries Even in debt. Even though they're how many millions, billion, trillion dollars in debt themselves. And then, but they got. 50 million, billion, trillion, gazillion in debt to the United States. 
That's very true. Okay, and yeah. we're in debt to the United States Come because, on. like, you really don't own anything. Even when you have a mortgage, you don't own it. If no. you stop making those mortgage payments, yeah, get, they'll be packing up my little podcast okay. equipment <laughs> and these here lights okay. and this camera. for collateral. Gone. Yes, and even when you pay off your mortgage and like, oh, I'm finished debt free blah, blah blah you still have to pay property tax on your yeah, own like you're always going to be paying yeah. something to somebody exactly. and if you're not paying it they're going to put a lien on that house and like so it's like you were saying we don't own anything Mm-mm. but ourselves you own nothing and that's a perfect transition into something else that we just wanted to talk about yeah. which was overall boundaries mm. and just it's been such a hot topic buzzword <laughs> lately this summer with the term boundaries yeah. and how people have in my opinion been misusing the term i agree for sure and you weaponizing it as a means to control because mm-hmm. there's a difference between the two yeah yeah and a good uh story that kind of touches on that is everything we're not familiar if you all we don't know if y'all are familiar with what's been going on but there was a thing with jonah hill and his ex-girlfriend and he was sending her all these messages Telling her, if you're going to be in a romantic relationship with me, then you can't do this. She was a professional surfer. Mm-hmm. She's um, a professional surf instructor. Okay, yeah, surf instructor. And you can't be going to the beach to do this. You can't be hanging out with these friends. Yeah, she was. he was like, you can't go to the beach with men. Yeah. You can't post yourself on Instagram yeah, in your bathing suit. suit. You can't hang out with friends who you feel like, who he views as beneath her yeah. or like checkered paths. Yeah. <laughs> It's delusional. But I first want to say, I do want to say that none of this is a judgment on Jonah. Because if someone exposed messages that I sent someone in a time where I wasn't as developed as I am mentally, I would be embarrassed. And everybody would be talking about me. We've all been there to where we have done and said things to people in text that we're in a relationship with that we would not be proud of but what we're saying is that it's just not justified and we feel like it's not right and it's not a good example of boundaries which is the whole debate that outsiders who've been led into this situation have been having exactly so many people have been like oh well he's clearly communicating how he feels blah 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 then you got people on the other side of the spectrum of he knew she was a surf instructor when they got together so like why all of a sudden now me too because how are you about to sit here and tell this surf instructor that she can't do her job essentially and that is crazy and that is abuse and whether it's intentional or not that's emotional abuse to get into a relationship with somebody and then try to change them and manipulate them and and then can control them in the name of boundaries it's not a boundary your boundaries can you tell us what boundaries mean i sure can i have it pulled up i have it pulled up guys Boundaries, a line that marks the limits of an area, a dividing line, a community without class or political boundaries is an example, a limit of a subject or sphere of activity. So a boundary is like an example I can use. It's like a fence. It's like a property line. And when you cross over that, then it's just a delineated like this is what is yours and this is what is mine. That's a boundary. And it's it's used abstractly and emotionally 
as personal boundaries, something you can't really see or exactly, feel. Yes, but, but they're yours. Yes, and these are the lines that you do not allow people to cross. Yep, and you don't enforce boundaries on people. Mm-hmm. You enforce boundaries on yourself yep. because if someone, if you have a boundary and someone crosses it, that's on you to figure out how you're going to handle that. You're not out here giving people a set of rules and telling them what they have to do to be in your life. Exactly. And I think that's what people think boundaries are and it's like that's what jonah hill is basically doing is, yeah this is my list these are my requirements and if you can't meet these requirements then you cannot be we cannot be in a romantic relationship and then it's very manipulative mm-hmm. because people can say well then the girl can just leave but that's not her responsibility yeah. because now she's being manipulated if we're in love and we're in a relationship and now you have me on the line exactly. and then you hand me a Uh-oh. list of things saying I, I met you and I work at McDonald's right. and then now we're in love six months in and you give me a list and on the list say I can't work you at McDonald's I'm like huh right. like that's very emotionally manipulative and abusive it is and I, I don't like that but Another yeah an example that always stuck to me with boundaries was actually one that I think you said your old therapist told you um, was boundaries are like when you're bowling and they put up those guards she sure did. to keep your ball in the to keep it in the lane. Yep. So yeah, anything outside of that is outside of your boundaries and what you can control. Exactly, and you are in control of whether you stay around people who break your boundaries or not. Yeah. And that's when it crosses over from control to boundary. Mm-hmm. Boundary says, this is my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Control says, this is your responsibility. Exactly. And manipulation. Exactly. And we don't want to operate in that place. No. If you feel like you have to control a person, that's very wounded energy. And you need to heal. Yeah. And it's so, and it can be very difficult to try to enforce your boundaries and really stick with your boundaries because it stems from childhood. Yep. And we were kind of, we talked about that earlier, but so much of it does stem from childhood and parents thinking basically they own children. For sure. That's and, what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. We had a little meeting, okay. like had a little breakfast right. before we filmed and I was thinking about parents and I was thinking about my own personal mm-hmm. experience with boundaries and like my parents didn't really teach me boundaries right. love them to death it's not a criticism on them right. but they didn't because and a lot of people's parents probably didn't because you live in this household where it's what I say goes yeah and sure. I'm telling you what to do and there is no no yeah. because in boundaries and I was telling Dana I had to strengthen my no mm-hmm. as I became an adult I didn't really know how to say no because that wasn't allowed in my house to make choices for myself you did what you were told to do so then boundaries our parents i would say and i was saying this earlier too that boundaries a lot of people like to talk about it in the realm of relationships romantic relationships but where they really come out is in relationships between parents and children because your parents raise you up from the time you're a baby when you had no say so and then now you're an adult and you do have that say so and it can be such a hard adjustment for them to accept that you can tell them no yeah. or that you can do something yeah. against what they want you to exactly. do and I think also it just it can be a lot because I feel like you're, of course well in, I can't say of course but in a lot of situations your parents are coming from a place of love thinking they know best for you but once you are an adult, you have gone through your own maturation process. You know what's best for you. Yep. You have, if you've done the work and really take, taking the time to learn yourself as a person, then you can say, "I know what's best for Dana." Yeah. So your parents, they don't, they're, they aren't there day to day. They aren't, they're not taking care of you. You're taking care of yourself. Yeah. And it, you just have to really stand in that.
And I want to say to the parents out there, just understand from the, or from me, mm-hmm. and it's all rooted in non-attachment to understand that we don't own anything, mm-hmm. including people. You don't own your children. This is my belief. Mm-hmm. You don't own your children. You don't own anything in this life but your own soul. And trust that your child it's your job to rear them and guide them while they still don't know better. But they own themselves. They are born with their own innate intuition. Everything that they need to be successful in life, they're born with. Their soul is just as divine as anyone else's. And you can rear them, but then after they get grown, they have their own mind and their own connection to source and their own intuition to guide their choices. And they don't really need you to tell them what to do. Yeah. And I feel like parents don't know how to detach from their child no longer needing them. Yeah. Like even I think an example is like you can compare it to when a child is learning to walk and the parent is right there like, oh, oh, you can't mm-hmm. fall. But it's like falling is natural. Like yeah. we're all gonna fall in life. Like we're all gonna experience something. Yep. And you can't save them, shield them from yeah. it. Yeah. And like once you're an adult, you can't rely on your parents for everything anymore. And then for the kids who do do that, it's so stifling to their growth. Mm-hmm. And they're not able to make a decision mm-hmm. without calling their parents mm-hmm. first. You want your children to grow up to be independent yeah. and have their own mind mm-hmm. and source. Yeah. And then for adults, like who the person who's the child in that situation it's important to like just stand firm in the boundaries and to know that you're making the best decisions for yourself and to not i think another thing too is with enforcing the boundaries not being afraid or fearful of any repercussions with your parents or whatever true not feeling like you're gonna disrespect them or disappoint them but you're doing what's best for you and you have to be willing to do that because any um, decision made out of fear mm-hmm. may not be the best decision. So it's like you have to let go of that fear. Mm-hmm. Some people, after you invoke certain boundaries, which for me is just your no, yeah. they aren't going to to yeah. respond to it. And your relationship with them will change. Absolutely. Because the people who don't like that you have boundaries benefit from the fact that you had none. Exactly. So once you get some, they're like, hi, wait, what? Where did this come they're from? They're not used to that. They're used to yes, yes, yes. Like when I first met Dana like it was different you was out here really helping folks out okay it's okay to have a helpful heart but it's like you know those things of just saying yes all the time and I know I used to be that way too especially in friendships like I would always no one ever heard no from me that was me even when I wanted to say no that was me and that's where I had to heal I had to be like because when no the word no means no everybody no is really my favorite word no Yes. No, I want to strengthen it even more. Me too. Like, what, what more can I say no to? No, yeah. I just don't want to do that. And I heard this. I was watching this the other podcast and rip Miss Jackie O. Oh, oh, we're yeah, so sad about yeah. that. So rest in peace to her. And yes. oh my gosh, this is awful. But they were telling stories about her, and I loved one of the things they said about her. And they were like, she had great boundaries, strong mm-hmm. boundaries. And B Simone was like, that Jackie was like, I just don't want to go, B. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. Like. She's like I just I'm not coming like just invite her to something she don't want to go she just say she don't want to and I feel like we have to be comfortable to tell that to our family our friends like if you don't want to do something just say you don't want to do it and for the people on the receiving end of no you can't take that personal yeah it has nothing to do with you it's about the person whose boundary it is yeah yeah that's true it's it's not you just got to remember that like
it's not a personal attack on you. Yeah, I was about to say, read the four agreements, y'all. I feel like we done already told y'all about it. We yeah. don't take anything personal. It's hard. It it's is. hard. It's very hard. Because your personal feelings are all entwined. Okay. And you're like, oh, how dare you not want to be around me? But right. it's not about that. Mm-mm. It's not. Like, we just have to take ourselves out of it. And know we don't own anything. You don't own this person's time. You're not entitled to their att- attention and things. And it's just going back to the Jonah Hill thing. Like, you're not entitled to live your life according to somebody else's standards and we should be spending more time and more thought coupling with people who align with what we want and our values and boundaries but the issue is because so much trauma is running the show come on your trauma is picking your partners so you're not even picking someone you're picking the direct opposite of your boundary Mm -hmm. so that you can prove something to yourself on a psychological level he doesn't want women posting themselves in their bathing suits so you date a surf instructor exactly that is like so cognitive dissonance like that does not match so make sure if you can only date from that that heel perspective when you're a wounded person out coupling and making friends sometimes you meet exactly what you don't want Mm -hmm. so that on a psychological level you can do it again the right way and it never works out like that for example i just gotta throw i gotta plug this (laughs) for example you had a withdrawn parent Mm -hmm. and who was just never reachable you grow up then now you date withdrawn people who are never reachable Mm -hmm. in an effort to do it the The right way this time and make them love you make them reach you it doesn't work that way i had a parent well not i'm not speaking me to, about me specifically i'm talking about the example like i have a, i have a parent who could not show up for me emotionally so now i'm gonna pick a partner who can't show up for me emotionally but i'm gonna try to do things to manipulate the situation so that they can show up for me emotionally and it's yep. like that's not how that so works. that i can my mind can say i did it yep. right and exactly. it's like no that's not how that works, you y'all. gotta heal and believe that you deserve mm-hmm. what you didn't get in childhood mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. and give it to yourself mm-hmm. and then you go out into the world and you get what you really want yep. and we could sit here all day talking Ooh. about trauma childhood trauma how every how tra- child oh, come trauma on take your time i'll be trying child Trauma from your childhood is deeply rooted and it like it shows it rears its ugly head in every part of your life. Come on. Everything. And that I can't even I just that would just take too long to get into it. But it's just like you have to get in your body, y'all. I've just been learning about that mm-hmm. through like kind of learning a little bit about quantum healing. Mm-hmm. And you everybody is so outside of their body us included Mm -hmm. and the more you shine light on your shadow self the more light expands and the Mm -hmm. more you get in your body you have to face and solve your issues and learn how to live with them instead of always trying to kill it and silence Mm -hmm. it you need to learn the darkest parts of yourself Mm -hmm. and then find a way to live with it yeah because you know like yeah. if you so, are naturally jealous mm-hmm. you need to know that about yourself instead of always pretending you're, you're not trying jealous. to stifle that side of you yep mm-hmm. learn how to live with it okay because i was just about to say like how, what is us being outside of our body so, outside of your body means mm, that's a that's a good one being outside your body is when something painful comes up and you ignore it you okay. stuff it down okay. because you don't want to feel it you're not fully in your body so being outside your body some things that you can do are all of our vices okay. getting drunk 
smoking weed, doing drugs is getting out of your body because it's disconnecting the spirit from your physical body so that you don't have to feel. Mm -hmm. Emotions are very physical and tied into your physical, physiological makeup. And we are not comfortable in that space of like that homeostasis between the spirit and the body, Mm -hmm. which is why mankind have always been attracted to like psychedelics and drugs anyways, Mm because it separates you from your body. You don't have to feel that pain for that Mm -hmm. time. But when you learn how to be in your body, then you heal. That's where the healing starts because now it's, it's, hand in hand together your spirit and your body healing and there are like healers quantum healers healers, and also reiki healing which is like a more it's supposed to be like a more like light version Mm -hmm. of quantum healing and it's all just based on physics like in pulling that negative things pulling you into your body so that you can feel stuff and get through it Mm -hmm. it's the only way is through it yeah yeah and i feel like a lot of people and i'm definitely guilty of this before like you try to ignore and stifle any feelings that you have or any emotions and it just does it does you no good it doesn't and lately i can say that i've been intentionally feeling so that i can be in my body and feel those true benefits Mm -hmm. and it is helpful Mm -hmm. is it more painful in the moment yes but it doesn't last as long that's what i've noticed like my feel for me in a time where that's coming up for me my feeling is about two hours that's Mm -hmm. my range of like peak discomfort to back to baseline is a two hour time span in the past when i held in things like anger that's months that's years yeah i feel it only a little bit a day but it's chronic exactly until it builds up and now you now you've blown up yep it never goes away Mm -hmm. but when i do it this way i feel like i'm healing i'm feeling it and it dissipates Mm -hmm. like everything does stop being afraid of your grief stop being afraid of your fears of anger Oh, I could really. I mean, we done went someplace in this episode, and I'm like, now I'm ready to go there. We're just here now. But for me, I would say, because this is just a vulnerable podcast, like, we're telling real stories, and we're just going to tell you the real. Because I can definitely tap into, like, when I really felt them deep emotions. We're going to tap in. One for me is anger. Okay. Anger is an emotion that once I reached a certain age, I stopped allowing myself to feel because maybe I was afraid of it. I don't know why stopped feeling it was out of my body with anger every time that i would get intoxicated i would be angry <laughs> every time every single time you're gonna talk about that yeah, every time yeah. and that was because i was out of my body mm-hmm. and so once i'm out of my body i allow myself to feel that because you know yeah. i'm avoiding yeah. feeling it in, in my body mm-hmm. now like i really don't drink anymore and when i get angry now you sober Baby, I'm angry. <laughs> what was the, I was texting you the other night. Yeah, I'm, I'm angry. Like I'm, I'm, I'm always alone. Like I haven't really got angry with somebody yeah. yet. But I was angry. I'm cussing by myself. I'm feeling it. I'm just letting myself she feel me every emotion. Angry. I'm letting myself feel angry. And then I go through the process, and I'm like, well, what's what am I really? What's the root of this anger? Yeah. And it's always fear for yeah. me. It's a fear response. It's a fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. And then I feel, I'm like, I'm fear. I feel fear. What am I afraid of? Then I unpack what I'm afraid of. And then I'm like, 
then I'm just able to like process that I'm afraid of that, make peace with it, observe it. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting on the bank of the river observing my emotions. Come on, instead of just being them. You don't have to be an angry person just because you feel angry. Mm -hmm. Your emotions aren't who you are. They don't have to define you. And that's what I feel like I've learned. And having emotions is not bad. That is a human experience. And when you don't allow yourself to feel these emotions, you're cheating yourself out of a human experience that we're all entitled to. Word. (laughs) I can say for me, the two emotions... Well, one, I ain't never scared to feel angry now. You know. I know. When I'm angry, oh, I'm going to be mad. I know. I'm going to be mad. <laughs> I want to say it, but it's a business name. But you know what I'm talking about. What do you mean? Elf Club Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, mad that day. Ride past folks' businesses. But how have you processed, like, feeling your emotions? Um, I really just take the time to, one, I let myself just feel the anger. And I play what it is in my mind or just think about, like, what it is. And since anger isn't what you struggle with, what are some other emotions that you allow yourself to feel that you wouldn't ordinarily? I would say the biggest one is feeling sad, honestly. Mm. Honestly, just, like, feeling sad. The past, oh, Dana would just feel sad and be like oh okay or like not want to talk about it or not want to really allow myself to feel it just kind of try to brush it off mm-hmm. or stuff stuff it down yep no Dana heal Dana probably said I would say probably 2019 was the first time I really felt sad and like allowed myself to just sit in that sadness yeah and that was when I got fired <laughs> you I never have issues feeling sad do you? you know me I like oh, to yeah. wallow sometimes True. I used to yeah. I don't do it as much anymore but Scorpio yeah. alone girl and see I don't know for me I always because when I'm sad I'm gonna cry and I don't I didn't like crying or I didn't like people knowing I would cry. Yeah. And it all, and it just, to me, it feels like it was just rooted in a lack of self-confidence. Mm. And so now and make and feeling like vulnerability was a weakness, honestly. Yeah. That's what it was rooted in for me. Yep. And then I went to therapy, talked about a few things, talked about a few people, really learned myself and just allowed myself to really feel sad. Like, no, you can't feel sad. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what anybody else how anybody else feels about you feeling sad. Yeah. One. And allowing myself to cry and finding freedom and power and strength in those tears. Come on. Instead of feeling weak and feeling vulnerable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I know like when we first met, that was a big piece of our friendship. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be like, how you feel about this? How you feel about that? You were like, everything was just very like neutral. Mm-hmm. Like no real feeling either way and I just used to pull and pull and pull until I got an answer and then we would just like that just like was a part of our deeper conversations Mm -hmm. where you would like I don't know open up and start to break down and that's something that's been since childhood for me like I would always something would happen I would cry and both my parents would be like what's wrong with you nothing and they'd be like it ain't nothing like you're sitting here crying like it's clearly for a reason and I just did not like vocalizing what made me upset or yeah. why, you know? Yeah. And so it's just interesting. And I think the first time I really 
voc- uh, vocalized it and like talked about it was when I was in college and like there was an incident that happened with my mom. Oh, not with my mom, but an incident happened and then I called my mom, told her all about the incident and she was like, well, I'm very proud of you because you're actually like expressing how you truly feel about something. And I was like, I am, I am that's amazing that you came from that because now I feel like oh, you like it's flowing like a river. Like I'm like, oh, you weren't telling people what you found. I wasn't, and I don't know why. Like just wanting to keep hold those emotions close to myself. Yeah, yeah. feeling vulnerable, like you said. Like a lot of people don't like to be vulnerable. I know I didn't, but it was once I learned how to be vulnerable with myself. Then mm-hmm. you could be vulnerable with others. Yeah, and I feel like that's it took a lot of that for me as well. Yeah, because like family, they knew I was gonna cry. Dana was gonna cry. Like, and I was okay with doing that with like my parents and my siblings. I guess just the act of crime because to me it was almost like involuntary. Yeah. It was gonna it's happen. Your body. Yeah. And so really being able to vocalize what's wrong, why I'm feeling sad, um, and really even finding strength in talking about it. Like yeah. what makes me sad. Like I remember mm-hmm. one time when I was crying about something and I told you about it. I know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> so yeah, that like to even do that and you for you to even be like, oh wow, like I didn't know you felt that way about it. Yeah. You know? Like were we not both crying on my couch that day? Or you just busted out. Oh, I'm Dude. thinking about the time we was on the couch. My couch. At my Kennesaw apartment. I, I just remember we was like, you just started crying. I do remember. Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It it that and he's like, y'all, you don't always have to be the strong friend. No. The strong friend needs to release. Yeah. I'm still working on, like, I had a period of time for many years. I'm not really a crier. I, I used to cry when I was younger. But it's very hard for me to cry these days. Really? It just is. And I be wanting to sometimes. But yeah. it's just something that I feel like my body just doesn't do it. Like, Girl. it just, unless I'm, like, watching a movie and it's got me choked up, I'll cry. But, or a TV show. But don't tell me bad. I'm Instagram reels you be sending me now. I be crying at the reels. What reels? We'll be like the old people talking about their greatest love. Oh, yeah. That's that's touching. I will cry tears of joy before I cry tears of sadness. Oh, really? Yeah. Like at a wedding. Weddings make me cry. Oh, me too. Yeah. Like I just, I love that type of, it's anything that's touching, touch my little heart. I'll cry, shed a tear. But sad tears, like I'm having a sad day. I'm going to cry. I just don't do that. Girl. I'm gonna cry when I'm happy, sad, angry. It don't matter. Like, just, it's just like it's an immediate response for me. And people would probably think that I'm like a crier, but I yeah. just don't. You do really that. don't. I don't be crying. I at still all. feel like I remember the first time you cried in front of me. I'm like, oh my god. I don't even remember what I was crying. Oh, I was crying. Oh, I wanted a new job. <laughs> no, before that. <laughs> what? What was it? What was that Cheesecake Factory? What I was crying about. Oh, yeah. see, I love my family. Not I not cry not. about them. Yeah. It's too much. My yeah. family? Oh, oh they're gonna, then I'm, I'm instant. Me too. When it comes to my family, my siblings, I just love my family so much. It's just going off on a tangent. Hey, y'all, I love y'all. Right. My siblings, I love them so much. Like, those are my first best friends. Like, we grew up together. Come on. Now we've all grown, doing, like, have our all these separate lives. They've produced me all these beautiful nieces and nephews. 
I could just cry just thinking about it. Me, I could cry thinking about my love for my family. Yeah. Like, I just love them so fiercely. Me but too. even then, it's not sad. No. Like, just happened. like, you know, so I have an inconvenience and cry. It's just not going to happen. Oh, that's me. I just can't. That's me. I wish I could. I almost cried yesterday. Why? I have to say about that offline. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But yes, y'all, don't be afraid to cry. Shed a few tears. And don't be afraid to feel your emotions. Let your children feel their emotions. Yeah. Let people be who they are. Don't try to control people and call it boundaries. Mm-hmm. Know about your boundaries. Get clear about what they are. And then when it happens, you still don't have to be like, you're cut off. You violated my boundary. Just communicate it yeah. and see what they do. Exactly. You can always just, like, you have to teach people your boundaries. Yeah. Like, you don't come with a manual. Come and on. And can just say, hey, oh, she doesn't like when you talk to her like this, so I don't talk to her like yeah, this. Yeah, you know? it's just like they'll learn. And if someone really loves you and wants to be a part of your life, they will adjust. Mm-hmm. If, and if they can't, then yeah. maybe y'all aren't meant to be. Yeah. And that's okay, too. Everybody wants to just be meant to be with people. It's like you can't force that. Okay. Like, And that's any relationship. Any friendship, relationship. Like, it's seem good sound good on paper right. but it may not be good exactly so we just really we just gave it to y'all. y'all and just came and just opened up and just we hope that you guys feel what we're feeling right now and you can reflect on your own emotions and more about how to get into your body i might share on my instagram stories right. i'm really interested how in it feeling now like after talking about all this like what would what emotion or feeling do you have i feel excitement okay i feel joy mm-hmm. i feel confident okay because vulnerability makes me feel confident yes so like i feel like i don't have to be scared to share mm-hmm. certain things because i'm proud in it and i stand on it yeah. and i have nothing to be ashamed of I agree. how do you feel my heart just feels so full like i just so happy this is what i'll be dealing with y'all it is oh <laughs> <laughs> this is too much but yeah like i just feel so happy um and confident is a good word to describe it as well and just I just love that we're just sharing this information and like really empowering other people to like really feel their emotions that's happening. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's right. who you are. Yeah. We are not robots. We're not even, and some people are more stoic than, than others, but they feel things too in their own way. Mm-hmm. But everyone can stand to open up a little more, yeah, sure. be more vulnerable, be more true. Mm-hmm. I'm always challenging myself to open up more, open yeah. up further, yeah. let go of fear. Yeah. And uh, one last tidbit, every day lately because lately in this season i feel like i've been more fearful and anxious than Mm -hmm. usual Mm -hmm. but lately to kind of combat that in the mornings i'll ask myself what are you going to choose today love or fear okay because they can't can't coexist they don't vibrate at the same frequency you have to choose Mm -hmm. between one or the other and so every morning i make that choice i ask myself that question that's good and love you can't go wrong with love so i lean into that that. and that's something i'm big on that um when it comes to like you said feeling a certain way um I'm very big on that because I'm like, it's all a choice. Yep. Like, that's what I constantly remind myself. Like, I'm either going to sit here and choose to just be mad, stew, angry, sad, whatever, and feel despair. Yeah. Or I'm going to choose to do what I can and make myself feel better. Yep. Like, I'm not, I just can't sit in that. And it doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. If you it's know. lasting, I promise you, you're making it last. Exactly. And we are going to have an episode on mental health. So stay hold your y'all. horses. And we really want to go in Yay. deep and share even more, be even more vulnerable. Because we're wait. just super proud. Yeah. And mental health is something I am passionate about. Both of us. Yeah. And we just, we, we love you guys. We're sending you love and light, hope, 
happiness, joy. We want you to feel every emotion this this week when you listen to this. There is no, no such thing as a bad feeling. And we want you guys to feel it. And just comment. Leave us in the comments how you're feeling when you listen to the episode. Was, you read my mind. I was going to tell them to do that, girl. Twin flame. So we want you guys to do that. Also, let us know some of your boundaries. Maybe I'll steal a few. What do you do to strengthen your no? Mm -hmm. And if you need a little help strengthening it, let us know because I'm still working on that as well. Yes. And we are always happy to empower y'all. Always. Always, always, always. So thank you for listening to us. Make sure that you like, comment, share, subscribe. And this has been yet another episode of Low Key in Alignment. Bye. I should've lied, I should've cheated, but ooh! <laughs> and that's on camera. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>